the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with a review of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. This is part one of our look at the Mystic cards. We're going to review Alyssa Graham, Clarity of Mind, Rite of Seeking Level 0, as well as Rite of Seeking Level 4, and Ritual Candles. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we write cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular deck get a blessed token, while cards we believe are destined for the list of taboos or are simply bad for the game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I use for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to our reviews of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. We're moving on to Mystic in uh, this video. We're going to start off with Alyssa Graham, Speaker to the Dead. She is a four-cost asset that has a uh, intellect skill icon, ally, and sorcerer trait. You get plus one intellect as a free triggered ability you can exhaust. Alyssa Graham, look at the top card of either the encounter deck or any player deck. You may then add one Doom to Alyssa Graham to place the looked at card on the bottom of its deck. She has uh, one health and three sanity and takes up an ally slot. Now the uh, adding a Doom to uh, player cards is a theme that has been introduced in the Dunwich Legacy, but it uh, remains probably the most underdeveloped theme, I'd say almost in the game. Uh, we really haven't received many cards that add uh, Doom to player cards in play. I suspect that uh, Alyssa and uh, a couple of the other cards in this box uh, made the cut simply because Marie Lambeau was a promo card uh, at this time in the game's history. So she benefits from cards that have Doom in play. So throwing her a bone and giving her a couple cards to play with seemed uh, like a good idea at the time. I kind of feel like... In the context of this box, Alyssa and uh, the sort of companion cards, Moonlight Ritual and Blood Pact, are kind of out of place. What do you guys think? I don't know if they're out of place or if they're underdeveloped in the box. Because they, they don't really work well with Jim and what Jim is trying to do. And there are certainly cards that we'll, we'll review later on that, that work pretty well with Jim, but... Yeah, these, these cards just feel, like you said, a little out of place. And I, I think it's fair to say that you're right, Man from Lang, and that they were probably thinking of Marie when they initially released these cards. But I think I think Alyssa's okay. An intellect boost is pretty nice in Mystic, and she's got a decent amount of soak. And even just using the ability to know what's coming from the encounter deck in lower player counts could be pretty good. You know, you can 
like save your skill cards and save your icons for various skill tests or say you know that there's an enemy on top of the encounter deck you can play your shriveling or you can play your weapon before the enemy comes down so that you're ready for it so that's actually pretty nice but four resources is a lot and mystics do have some pretty good allies yeah although at this point um we're in core and dunwich what do we have we have arcane initiate which also adds a doom and Alyssa graham and that's it for mystic allies Alyssa is okay. I think the one issue Alyssa really has is that she boosts intellect. So if you're playing a mystic who's gonna, who's who's going all in on high willpower, and you're investigating with your willpower, using cards that we're gonna talk about in a little bit here, then Alyssa's not so great in my opinion. But if you can actually leverage the plus one intellect, which uh, Marie can absolutely do, but I think Jim can as well if you combine her with magnifying glass from the core set because Jim can take two magnifying glasses. So if you're playing Jim and you have a deck and it has Alyssa Graham and magnifying glass, I think she starts working out pretty well. As you mentioned there, um, being able to look at the top of the uh, encounter deck, especially in solo, that can actually be really good. Getting some sort of encounter deck control. I think we were talking about the same sort of idea with uh, William T. Mellison out of Seeker. So between Alyssa and William T. Mellison, that's four cards that can let you kind of scan the uh, encounter deck, which isn't bad, actually. What's also nice is that Alyssa's actionless. Once she's out there, you don't have to invest any more resources or actions into being, being able to, to see the top card in the encounter deck, which, uh, which is pretty good. And uh, I think she has her uses. A little expensive, though. Yeah, I really like uh, Alyssa when I've played her. That ability to look at the top card of the encounter deck is is very valuable if you're playing in solo. It's great to know what's coming. It's also nice that adding the Doom is optional and it's a pre-triggered ability, so you can play Alyssa and just know what's going to be on the top of the encounter deck for the rest of the game, and you don't have to actually act on that knowledge. Adding a Doom is it's a pretty hefty price. You're basically trading that doom for a turn or you're trading that that encounter card that you don't want to see for a turn or say if you look at your own deck and you actually see your base at one of your weaknesses on the top of your deck and you want to send that away i don't know whether trading a turn for that is worthwhile but i have used her ability from time to time if i see something on the top of the encounter deck that i'm just not prepared to deal with I have been willing to make that exchange for a Doom and uh, to send that card away. She does synergize with uh, Moonlight, Moonlight Ritual, which we'll discuss a little bit later, that can remove Doom from a card you have in play. So if you do uh, use Alyssa a few more times than you were hoping for, Moonlight Ritual will clear all that Doom. I think the biggest problem with Alyssa is she is in an awkward spot uh, in this box. If... Uh, if you're playing, if you've just picked up the revised core set and done which, you probably don't have access to Marie, who was uh, published in uh, the uh, Circle Undone campaign, so you don't have access to her. Alyssa doesn't synergize with Agnes, who already has a superior ally in this box in Peter Sylvester. Uh, I think you'd have to make a pretty good case to play Alyssa over Peter in Agnes. And Alyssa doesn't really work that well in Jim. I guess you could play her I, I guess you could play her in Jim and and she would be fine. But I feel like 
Jim's, I guess his best allies are sort of down the road a ways. So sometimes you end up picking up an off-class ally for Jim. And if you're looking for investigation, Alyssa competes with Dr. Mylan Christopher in Seeker. So you sort of have to decide, do I want to play Dr. Mylan in Daisy or say even in Jim for that plus one intellect and get the resource bonus or sacrifice that resource bonus for some encounter deck control. And I think resources are always good. And so I think Alyssa ends up sort of on the short end of the stick uh, sometimes. Um, one thing I would like to point out for the benefit of, uh, especially for the benefit of new players, is um, Alyssa's effect does not advance the agenda. So let's say you're, um, let's say you're in a situation where the, ag the advancement threshold for the agenda is four, and there's already three Doom in play. If you activate Alyssa and put a Doom on her, it does not advance the agenda. That's an, that's an easy rule to screw up, but it, that actually can be pretty powerful because it means that, uh, I think we call it the witching hour, when you can just load up on effects that aren't that would normally that cause Doom, but don't advance the agenda immediately. And then when the Mythos phase happens, then the event, agenda advances and you clear all those out, you're kind of like getting freebie Doom there. And I think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb noting. with Alyssa or a card like Blood Pact. If you are, if there is only one more do, if you only have to add one more Doom before you advance, that's the time to uh, to fill your boots and and use Alyssa and use Blood Pact and use any other effects that add Doom to cards in yeah. play because that Doom isn't going to advance the agenda and then it's all going to be removed uh, yeah. by the time uh, during the next Mythos phase. So if you've got fairly long doom thresholds, and there are scenarios that, that have them, uh, I don't think I would be willing to uh, play around with Alyssa too much in a scenario like uh, Midnight Masks, because that can get out of control pretty quickly uh, if you're not careful. But there are some scenarios in, in Dunwich that uh, that have long enough doom thresholds that you could probably get away with a, an Alyssa here and there and not uh, and not pay for it too badly. How would you guys uh, rate Alyssa? I'm torn between a blessed token and a zero within the context of just core and Dunwich. Plus one intellect is pretty good. Like even if you're not playing Mylan Christopher. Like, having Alyssa in Daisy is still pretty good. Like, that's six intellect. And even if you do nothing else other than just look at the top card of the encounter deck, I feel like that's still pretty good in lower player counts. In three and four player, I feel like that loses a lot of value. So playing Mylan is preferred. You just, like, you don't have enough pieces to manipulate the Doom stuff without having a fuller card pool, so... Uh -huh. Like, you can't really build a deck around it unless you have that card pool. So I think I'm going to give her a zero just based on the fact you can't really build that deck yet. But plus one intellect is still pretty good. Yeah, I'm also going to give her a zero, but um, for, for actually, like, different reasons than what uh, Nate said. I think, like, in the context of Core plus Dunwich, um, considering that your two, the Mystic's two allies, period, are Alyssa and Arcane Initiate... I think she's fine. I think the real caveat there is um, if you're playing a deck that can actually use that intellect boost, as in not Agnes, 
I think that actually starts working out. I think the effect on its own is probably not worth the slot. I think the intellect on its own is okay, but I think if you're actually using both effects, then I think it's actually pretty good and, and worth a zero. Uh, I will also like to note is that, ironically enough, her health of one is actually an upside, and here's why. It makes it easy to like get rid of her when her doom is about to become a problem. I was debating between a blessed token and a zero as well. As much as I really like Alyssa, I, I, I agree, Nate, that I don't think the deck is there yet i mean i think she works better in in an investigator like norman who can who has some other encounter deck manipulation tools at least his replacement cards have some effects that can synergize nicely with Alyssa, and you can get a little bit more of a lock but yeah i just i don't know if the deck is there whether you would bother playing Alyssa with a combination of of Moonlight Ritual or not, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go zero in the end. I I was going to say bless, but I just don't think she has and there's enough there to actually build a deck out of it at this point in the in the card pool. Uh, the next card we're going to talk about is Clarity of Mind, two-cost asset that has a willpower skill icon spell trait, uses three charges as an action, spend one charge, heal one horror from, invest from an investigator at your location, and it takes up a an arcane slot. I think it's uh, well documented what I think of healing cards uh, like this one. I think uh, at this stage of the game especially in uh, the Mystic card pool, the fact that this requires an Arcane slot is uh, a pretty big knock against it, considering Arcane slots are somewhat difficult to come by, and most Mystics prefer to have something to fight with and something to investigate with. That being said, I get why it's here. It's definitely here for Agnes. If you build her like a battle mage... And you just want to use that reaction ability as much as possible. And in three and four player, maybe you have those extra actions to heal off or off of Agnes so that you can keep using the ability. I get it, but you could be doing so many other things with those actions that you should probably just do those instead. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, consider how this compares to smoking pipe which in the neutral card slots like personally i'd play smoking pipe like every time over clarity of mind simply because um that arcane slot really hurts whereas other healing effects like um like first aid from guardian in the corset like that doesn't require a slot and um that's that's kind of important yeah clarity of mind i understand why it's there 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 has like the classes there needs to be a way to heal damage and horror but it doesn't have to be any good <laughs> And the clarity of mind. It's it's so slow. It's so slow. It'll only heal three horror, and it takes four. And it takes four actions to get that three horror. Personally, I would take either smoking pipe if a horror is a problem, or um, fearless out of the core set, um, because it's because it's actionless horror healing. Like I would take both either or both of those over this like any day of the week. Yeah, and fearless level two is in this box as well. So yeah, if you need to heal two horror. Fearless level two is a is a great addition to Agnes. Yeah, I don't have a, a whole lot to add. It's it's slow. I understand why it's there, but 
I honestly don't think I have ever played this card, even in Agnes. There is a level 3 upgrade in the Return to the Dunwich Legacy box. I think it gives you slightly... It heals 2 horror instead of 1, I believe. But, uh, yeah, this is this is not a card that I have put in uh, in my Mystic decks. How would you guys rate this one? I'm going to give it an auto-fail. I was debating on an Elder thing solely based on the artwork, because the artwork is really cool. <laughs> and when you put it down on the table, you go, wow, that's really cool looking. Oh, that's nice. And then you move on. But, so what yeah, it's not good. The big issue with this card is a survivor card that we'll talk about later. I think if that survivor card didn't exist, this might be a little more appealing to the uh, one investigator it's intended for, but yeah. with that card in this box, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm giving an autofail as well. It's very slow. It takes up a vital slot. Not just a slot, but a vital slot. Yeah, and we already have, um, like I was saying, you have Fearless and you have Smoking Pipe, both of which I think do the job better. Well, I was all prepared to be optimistic and give this thing an Elder thing, simply because it actually does do something. So if you do put it in your deck, you would heal a horror. But then Nate mentioned that Peter Sylvester exists, and that reminded me that, yeah, you really don't need this card. If you uh, need to soak some excess horror, Peter will... Uh, will take care of that for you and so this is just it's just too slow it takes up a slot that at this point in the game's history you just don't have access to easy arcane slots that has changed in the past five years or so in fact lately they seem to be giving away arcane slots like it's going out of style but at this point you've got the two you could play book of shadows to get another but I'm not buying Book of Shadows to play oh, this man. card. <laughs> that, that's even slower. That's even oh slower God. and worse. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to give this one an auto-fail as well. As, as as much as I would like to be optimistic and say that, you know, sure, there are opportunities to play this. I mean, maybe, maybe in an off class. I mean, all of the Dunwich investigators can take this and they don't have nearly as much pressure on their arcane slots as either Agnes or Jim. So if you're looking for the ability to heal horror, that's available to, to any of the Dunwich investigators. But honestly, I think you've got way better cards to, to spend your time and resources on than, uh, than this one. I think if it, if it wasn't an action and it was a fast action, like a lightning bolt to exhaust it and spend a charge to heal a horror, then it might be pretty fine. But it's the fact that it's really slow and takes all those actions. The next card we're going to talk about is Rite of Seeking. Four-cost asset with an intellect skill icon spell trait. Uses three charges as an action. You can spend one charge. Investigate. Investigate using willpower instead of intellect. If you succeed, discover one additional clue at this location. If a skull, cultist, tablet, elder thing, or autofail symbol is revealed during this test, after this test resolves... Lose all remaining actions and immediately end your turn. And it takes up an arcane slot. Players got a, uh, a taste of this card in the revised core set, uh, which uh, republished or reprinted the level 2 version of Rite of Seeking. And uh, man, back five years ago, this card almost single-handedly uh, revolutionized Mystics. 
all by itself. Yeah, giving mystics the ability to use their willpower to investigate is uh, pretty good, apparently. Kind of vital. I mean, how does Agnes get clues without this? You know, like flashlight? <laughs> that's about yeah, it. She's, she's got to like combo flashlight with perception. And that's, yeah. you're that's investing crazy. a lot into those. So this is kind of a vital card. Like, it's it's kind of a staple. Like, if we were to like define what staple what the word staple meant in the terms of card games, this would be pictured. If you get all three charges to get two clues, you know that's you're talking seeker levels yeah. of clue gathering. Like that is really good for your yeah. resources. That's really good. Yeah, for um, for cost is pretty expensive though. So you're kind of like it's it's fairly costed, I would say. What it doesn't do is it doesn't add your intellect boost, so you don't exactly get to combo with magnifying glass or anything like that. You know, so what that means is that right of seeking, um, because it's kind of incongruent with what Daisy likes to do, you know, which is stack intellect and investigate a lot. It doesn't exactly like syner it doesn't synergize with like Daisy. But if you're playing like a Mystics Mystic like Agnes, then this is like how you investigate. And it's kind of important. Um, it is really nice that the revised core, they um, reprinted the level two version. So you get a nice upgrade path in this box from like the level zero to the level two to the level four. Yeah, they did well, a good job with that. The level zero version is also good in Zoe as well. If you're playing Zoe and oh, Solo. Oh, that's right. Because she has four willpower, mm -hmm. doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one. That's a good thing to point out, Nate, is that uh, Zoe does have four willpower and a lot of players like to, uh, especially in solo, incorporate a lot of mystic cards into Zoe to leverage that high willpower that she's got. I don't have anything to add about this card. I mean, it's this single-handedly revolutionized mystic back in the day, and the fact that you get the level 2 version in the revised core, you get this in this box, as well as the the uh, level 4 version is uh, is fantastic. Uh, you're starting off in a much better place than a lot of Mystic players were back in the day. Four resources is pretty pricey. Unfortunately, Mystics don't receive a lot of their resource uh, discounts until the following set, which just happens to have been released. So if you are able to pick up the, uh, <laughs> the right. Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion, you will get uh, Uncage the Soul, which makes this come down for one resource. And I believe uh, David Renfield is also in that box. So you are able to uh, generate some extra resources uh, with him and get a willpower boost uh, to boot. So fortunately, the, that set has come out uh, already. So that's another good pickup if you are a Mystic player. Now, the prematurely ending your turn is uh, pretty painful. However, you can work around it by simply using this as your last uh, action of your turn, and then it's basically yeah. uh, you won't have any issues. That doesn't always work out. Sometimes you have to risk it, but uh, I think in multiplayer, you, you're I think you have a little more flexibility to take that risk than you do in solo, where it's like every action has to count. And so I will tend to like do something, move to a location, use Rate of Seeking to grab a clue, or some effects like that, just so I don't have to actually use this as my first action and then be like, oh, sad face as I lose the rest of my turn after that. How would we rate this one? 
I think this is an easy elder sign. You know, like you were saying, man, from like this card revolutionizes the way that you can play mystics and high willpower investigators like Zoe. Just a great card. Yeah, this is another sign. It's kind of a staple. This is how mystics investigate. You know, you stack up some willpower, you play some holy rosaries, you play red seeking, and then here you go. Sweet, you can investigate pretty efficiently too. Yeah, there was uh, no doubt this one gets an elder sign. And uh, if you are playing Mystic, this is probably going in your deck until you can afford either the uh, the level 2 version that you got in the revised core set or the level 4 version, which we're going to take a look at now. Seems, seems appropriate. This one actually costs 5 resources, costs 4 experience points, has 2 intellect skill icons, spell trait, same number of charges at 3. You can use your willpower to investigate. You get plus 2 willpower for this. Uh, skill test and if you are successful you discover two additional clues at this location and it has the same issue that if you draw one of these special tokens you will immediately end your turn and it takes up an ally slot i think this one is is good in multiplayer i don't think i've ever purchased this in solo it's simply not necessary most of the time i can actually think of a couple scenarios where i might actually like this in solo but uh, generally, I think this is a multiplayer card. Yeah, this is nice if you're able to get this before Essex County Express, because that scenario has a lot of locations that have tons of clues on them, and you need to get moving in that scenario. Oh yeah. So this true. is this is quite nice in that scenario. I think barring that though, if you have the level two version, that one will probably do you just fine. You know, I, I, especially with Dunwich being so stingy on XP, I would be, I I would be cautious about spending four of it on one of these. And five resources is a lot. That's your whole starting resource pool on one card. And without without ways to generate additional resources, which is I guess basically just emergency cash at this point, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to play any other assets. So. It's just something to bear in mind when playing this card, but three clues per action is, whoo, man. Yeah, that is, that is a lot. Um, yeah, only in three or four player would I consider this. Um, one thing that's really good about the level two version that came in the revised core is you get that um, plus two willpower when investigating, which is actually really nice. That's, that's, like, don't sleep on that. The extra plus two willpower from the level two version can really put you over. It puts Jim up to a six without any other boosts. It puts um, it puts Agnes up to a seven. Yeah, which is which is really nice. Then you can investigate even four shroud locations pretty reliably. But this one, um, it's very powerful. But only if you're gonna you're gonna actually discover three clues. Yeah, which happens in three and four player a lot. Yeah, this is one to consider if you're playing multiplayer and one of your primary responsibilities is. Uh is to discover clues if say you're playing a mystic and you're playing sort of a more flexible role doing a little bit of damage and discovering a few clues i don't think you need to to spend the experience on this one you can probably stay with the level two one and be be quite happy how would we rate this one i'm gonna give this one I'm debating between a bless and a plus one because it's pretty good like in multiplayer when you play it it's going to be really good because chances are there's going to be enough locations for you to effectively use this on that being said it's you got to be playing three or four player to even consider playing this card so i'm going to land on a bless token you, you play it in three and four player and barring that 
you probably you're gonna do just fine with either the level two or the zero version. Yeah, I, I I totally see that. I, in fact, I would go so far to say that you may not even want this in four player, because the problem with four player is if you have this, you spend an action discover three clues, but there's still a clue left, and you don't want to spend another charge of this. So it's like you need another. You kind of want another way to get that last clue. You know, and then at that point, you're spending a lot of XP, you know, when you kind of got to spread out your ways of clue getting. But I think in three player, this thing is really good because then you can clear the location. Ooh, as for a rating, though, I think I think I'm going to say bless on the condition on of in three player. This is kind of amazing. Uh, elsewhere, eh, I mean, it, I guess if you have Roland in your group, then there might be some combinations you can do where Roland picks up one clue and, and Agnes picks up the other three. But that gets very specific, which is why it deserves a blessed token. I think I would have given this one a blessed token until I recently played uh, one scenario as a solo player and I had three clues on that location. <laughs> it was really annoying as oh, a solo rare. player. And that's suddenly rare. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a solution to this. It's not a solution I would typically consider, but uh, there is a solution in the card pool. I, so I'm going to end up with plus one on this one. I, I, I mean, it's really good if you're playing multiplayer... I don't think you can go wrong in picking this up. I think if you're playing four-player, maybe you think a little bit more about whether you want to upgrade to this or not. Three, I think definitely, because you're going to be having you know three and six clues at locations, which is going to work out very nicely for you. But I think if you're even if you're playing two or even solo sometimes, it's nice that this option exists and with all of the tools that mystics receive, I could see myself spending four resources to pick up one copy of this just to have it in my back pocket in case I need to get a lot done in one turn and and go from there. But yeah, I think it is it is a little more situational than some of the other uh, the other cards, but uh, I still think it's uh, it's really good. That brings us to the last card that we're going to take a look at in this video. It is Ritual Candles. It is a one-cost asset that has a willpower skill icon item trait. As a response, after a skull, cultist, tablet, or elder thing symbol is revealed during a test you are performing, you get plus one skill value for this test, and it takes up a hand slot. I know there are some people who really like this card, Nate. Yeah, I'm one of them. I like this card. <laughs> it, it's it's cheap it's an item if that matters to your deck or if you have bob on your team i honestly think that that bonus comes up a lot more often especially in mystic than you think it does and in that case you know you're getting this bonus maybe two times a turn sometimes which is pretty cool you know if you're able to build your deck in such a way where you can continuously reveal those symbol tokens and this gets really good and mm -hmm. jim wants to actively find skull tokens so this is quite good in jim mm -hmm. and there's another card that this combos with really nicely as well so yeah i mean in mystic like you don't have a lot of competition for your hand slots yeah. and this is like just costed appropriately i think that even if you only get this effect like once or twice throughout the game that's pretty worth it, I think. Yeah, I think um, the fact that it costs one and 
if you're assuming you're playing a Mystic deck that doesn't really use its hand slots for much else, so which is basically Mystic at this point, then I think Ritual Candles it works pretty well. Uh, I mean, it it probably doesn't work so well in Daisy because she has a lot of competition for that hand slot, but Jim Agnes. Yeah, both of them can uh, use this pretty well. Even if you don't lean into it, even if you just put it down, and then every once in a while you get a you get plus one to a skill test. That's pretty good. So it, it's it's a fine card. I am going to disagree. I do not like this card, and it has taken me a long time to figure out why I dislike this card. Ooh, and so time. I ran. I was doing some math, and I think okay. The first reason I don't like this card is it doesn't really jive with my play style because it always feels it's like the fourth asset so i get my i get my ally down i get my right of seeking down i get my shriveling down and then i've got ritual candles and by that point i'm set up i'm ready to go so taking the action to play ritual candles always sort of feels like it's just one step too far and i just can never bring myself to like i have put this index and i draw it and i'm like and then i just never can bring myself to play it mm -hmm. the other reason i don't like this card is because of the math conventional wisdom is that if you're taking a skill test you want to be generally speaking two up before you pull from the chaos bag if you can do that on a typical chaos bag, you have roughly an 80% chance of success. If you say have 15 tokens in the bag, you've got a minus three, a minus four, and an auto fail that are gonna kill you. If you are able to generally be two up before the pull, the only time this card matters is if those special tokens are minus threes. And so I took a look at Knight of the Zealot and Dunwich Legacy to see how many minus threes are in the bag typically and it was basically one token per scenario and so oh, i okay. feel like sure it seems like this card is going to trigger a lot but if you're able to go two up consistently you're not going to be triggering this card because most of the skulls cultists and tablets are minus twos and occasionally you'll have a minus oh. three so it's actually not doing anything for you now, there are those cases where you're not going to be able to go minus two, uh, two above the pull. So that's when this, like if you're unable to do that, then I could see making a case for Ritual Candles. But I think in, when I'm playing the tests I care about, I'm going, I'm going two up before the pull. And if I really care about it, like I, if it's a test I can't fail, I'm going three or four over, in which case Ritual Candles does me absolutely no good, and it's a waste of a resource and an action. Now, I could see a case, I think, for playing this in Jim, because Skulls are important to Jim. If you have this in play and you're playing Jim, the Skulls become plus ones, which helps Jim in those Hail Mary situations when he's one down before he has to pull. Suddenly he has you're double essentially doubling your chances of success so for most investigators they have say i think it works out to be like a 13.3 percent chance of pulling off a hail mary because there's a plus one and usually an elder sign in there that will save them jim doubles that to almost 27 percent so in those sorts of circumstances i could see playing a copy of this 
I think the other th sort of knock against this card right now in, you know, if you're considering Revised Core and Dunwich is that there just isn't a lot of Chaos Bag manipulation available. It's like you've got Grotesque oh, Statue and that's basically it. So you're a lot of the cards in Dunwich have this sort of like, well, if you draw a special token, good things happen, but you don't, the set doesn't really give you a way to do that consistently. That comes down the road with things like Olive McBride or uh, Jacqueline Fine, stuff like that. So yeah, I've just, I've never liked this card. I've rarely, I think I, I've, I think I played it a couple times in the beginning and just haven't since. So okay. there it... is one point I'd like to make, and um, I think it synergizes in Agnes. I think it synergizes well with Lucky because with Lucky, Agnes, you know, with if Agnes has both this and Lucky in her deck, then she can kind of like draw a really bad symbol token that, but. Ritual Candles might put her to a point where Lucky can then put her over into uh, into pass range. So I think there's something to be said about that. But for the most part, yeah, I, I, totally, I totally see what you're saying about bag mathematics and whether this is going to be the, the, the plus one that pushes you over from failure to passing. Something else is worth noting, it's a little hard, it's a little less reliable, but you can play two of these. It uses both your hand slots, but you can play two. That's so, true. And Mystics yeah. aren't really doing anything else with those hand slots right like mm -hmm. if you're gonna go with right of seeking to investigate you probably don't need flashlight and unless you're off class mm -hmm. helps you investigate and you happen to need your hand slots for that then okay but mm -hmm. like ritual candles kind of stands uncontested currently as far as mystic hand slot cards go and I, I think another point to make, too, is that this card gets a lot better in hard, oh, where, where there's yeah. a lot of minus threes. And it's also good in circumstances mm -hmm. where those those special symbols reveal other tokens. So you get a plus oh, one, and right. then you reveal another token. And that could be, you know, that throws the math off entirely. So Yeah, that's I right, because this, you um, you don't exhaust it. So this can sometimes trigger multiple times in a single skill test if you're mm -hmm. drawing multiple tokens. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, I think the synergies do get more pronounced later on. So I think we're all right, but for different reasons. <laughs> I also have a heavy bias because I really like Jacqueline, and this card is really good yes. in Jacqueline. Yeah, because you have some actual control over like what you're drawing and how many tokens you're drawing and which tokens you're resolving. Yeah, and then... Um, what Mr. Lang is saying is, you know, if you're playing like Jim or um, Agnes, you really don't have a lot of, you you don't exactly, you can't exactly draw five tokens and choose one to reveal and thus synergize with this. Yeah, this this is an interesting one. That being said, it is it's cheap, so at least if you like, if it doesn't fire, you haven't spent very much, and it soaks up crypt chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think it comes at like a low enough opportunity cost. In yeah. most Mystic decks currently, that it's probably fine to play. But I totally get where you're coming from, man. From like, like, yeah. As far as essential assets go for Mystics, this is not one of them. You know, yeah. if you're playing solo, you don't need this card, especially in Agnes. I think she just yeah. has five willpower, and you just kind of brute force everything with that five willpower. But um, yeah. Once you start playing hard, I found that this card gets a lot better in hard. 
Because yeah, because those symbol of... tokens um, get nastier in hard. That's right, because you flip that scenario card over, and then, whoa, <laughs> they start getting rough. So how would we rate this one? I think within the context of just Core and Dunwich, you know, like he said, there isn't enough there to really get maximum benefit out of Ritual Candles. So I'm going to give it a zero because I think it's fine. You know, yeah. you're not really sacrificing a lot putting this in your deck. If you were, I'd give this an Elder thing, but I think as it stands, it's fine. But, you know, once you once you develop your card pool, you have Jacqueline and you have the cards in her starter deck and you have Dark Prophecy and all of McBride, then this card really can do some cool things for you. Yeah, a zero sounds about right because... I think as cards go, like I think you can do a lot worse when you're, in, you have a small card pool, and you're trying to look for that thirty seventh and thirty eighth. You're not thirty seventh, thirty eighth. The uh, like twenty seventh and twenty eighth card to go in your deck. I think these uh, do the job pretty well. Mister Lang, you seem like a guy who would take Defiance over this, which is uh, coming up later in our review series. Oh, I don't like Defiance either. So, <laughs> but you still sound like a guy. Defiance is probably more up your alley than ritual candles yeah. is what i'm getting at uh, yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna give this a zero because i think you could do a lot worse and at least like it might help you out and you know it's it's, it's not bad i'm gonna give this one a blessed token i would consider playing a copy in gym okay. i would also consider playing a copy maybe if you're just starting out in the game and you're starting to play mystic and if you don't have a good grip on bag probabilities and and the odds of drawing certain chaos tokens and stuff like that like learning how to to sort of game the bag is something that only comes with experience and having a chance to play and i mean you can sit down and and type it all into a hyper hyper geometric calculator and figure it all out for yourself but that's usually a step too far even even for me a lot of the time so I just sort of look at this and it just doesn't fit with my play style, but I could see, I could see playing a copy in gym just to, you know, get a couple plus ones, especially if you're playing in later campaigns where you've got three skulls in the bag. Oh yeah. That's right. I could Carco's also see right. a case for really going all in on this and playing the two copies. So you're getting plus two because I think I can't do the math off the top of my head, but it, it would change the math substantially on some of those tokens. Yeah. I think that you could then get away with not going too over all the time and say, okay, I, I can take tests at, you know, maybe even or at plus one because ritual candles is going to bail me out more often than not. But that's, I think more uh, more math than I'm willing to do uh, to do this morning. So I just sort of look at it and say, well, I'm going plus two most of the time, unless the t these symbols are minus threes. It's not going to yeah, affect me that much. And when I looked at the the scenarios, there weren't a lot of minus threes. Um, there were some, and but uh, but a lot of them are like if x and y has happened then this token is a minus three otherwise it's a zero so so yeah there's uh differing opinions on this one personally i'd only play one copy and maybe in gym but uh but your mileage uh, may vary and you may want to play two copies four plus two 
That's going to do it for part one of our look at the Mystic cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion. Let me know in the comments down below what you think. Any final thoughts? I think overall this is a pretty solid few cards for Mystic. I mean, Clarity of Mind is pretty bleh, but Rite of Seeking, <laughs> Alyssa Grant, Ritual Candles, those are pretty solid cards. Yeah, we got a nice range. You know, we have a we have an absolute staple in Rite of Seeking, and then uh, we have a powerhouse in Rite of Seeking level four in the right play group, and then we had like some as in uh, Ritual Candles and Alyssa, and then we had Clarity of Mind. So we had we had the whole range this time. Yeah, I don't think uh, I mean we've we talked about this before, but uh, Rite of Seeking really revolutionized Mystic and uh, is is a very important card. Before this, I mean Agnes was basically had flashlight which is not good not that great for her now she could turn on her turn her willpower into her advantage and this is really where you start to see mystic decks basically stacking willpower as high as they can go so they can just leverage cards like uh, right of seeking and uh, shriveling uh, or the upgrades for shriveling what we'll look at later I guess the this also sort of leads to a problem with Mystic in that they, they do become a little slow because they do have to rely so heavily on those cards to actually do the heavy lifting for them. So if you're playing a scenario and you don't draw your Rite of Seeking or your Shriveling, then your ability to investigate and fight are quite limited. And so Mystics can be a, a little slow to get off the mark, which... If you're playing solo, uh, there is a chance you can get caught out and uh, end up having a very short game indeed. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.